Leib served Hashem with all his heart. His favorite mitzvah was Hachnosas Archim, hospitality to wayfarers and poor wanderers who were in need of food and shelter. Leib was in the happy position of being able to practice this mitzvah with an open hand, for Hashem had decided that Leib would be well-to-do. Leib reserved the best and most comfortable room in his house as the guest room. The softest cushions and the warmest blankets were ready for any weary traveler who might show up looking for a night's rest. The table was always set with good food and plenty of it. One might have thought that in view of all of the trouble Leib put himself to in connection with the guest room, that he would be excused in feeling a certain sense of pride. But evidently, he had no right to such a feeling. For no sooner did he once say to his wife that he did not believe anyone else anywhere could be better than him at Hachnosas Orchim, then he got himself into trouble. Sultan, ever watchful for the pitfalls of humans, rushed to the Bezdin Shalmila and complained that this man Leib was boasting of his accomplishments. After due consideration, the Bezdin Shalmila ruled that, in view of the fact that Leib was such a great person, the transgression even though it was not very terrible, could not be overlooked. He would therefore be put to a test. Should he succeed, he would then have to live in poverty for only one year, and then his transgression of boasting would be forgiven. Otherwise, he would be reduced to poverty for the rest of his life, loy alenu. On the following Friday, just as Leib was getting ready for Shabbos, a stranger appeared at his door, demanding food and shelter. The man looked like a drunken tramp, dirty, bedraggled, and unkempt, a person that did not take good care of himself. His manner was very rude. I'm starving. Give me something to eat and drink, he demanded, and quickly. Labe said not one word of protest at such rudeness. He went quickly into the kitchen and brought a tray full of dainties and refreshments into the guest room and set it before the visitor. He also put before him a bottle of wine and invited the stranger to eat and drink to his heart's content. The tramp quickly ate all of the food and drank the entire bottle of wine. Then Leib said to him, Would you like to join me? I'm going to shul for Kabbalah Shabbos. 
What do you mean? said the stranger. I need to be fed. This is just a snack you've offered me. I haven't eaten for three days. I'm very hungry. Bring me some real food. Surely you've prepared some fish and some meat for Shabbos? Bring it out. And while you're at it, bring one of the Shabbos challahs also. Leib was very surprised at the man's conduct, and he was anxious that he would be late for shul, but he showed no sign of his concern. He went back to the kitchen and soon returned with a large portion of fish, a plate full of vegetables and meat, another bottle of wine, and one of the large challahs which his wife had especially baked for Shabbos Kadesh. He put all of this food down on the table before the tramp with a kindly smile. The stranger's eyes lit up when he saw all of the food, but he uttered no word of thanks. He began to eat the food very quickly and washed it down with large gulps of wine. Leib felt Rahmanis for this tramp, for it seemed that he had really had no food for many days. When the tramp had cleared this second plate of food, Leib asked him politely if he had had enough. Enough? shouted the guest in reply. Not even close. The guest stood up, ran to the kitchen, opened the oven, took out the cholent, and when he left the kitchen, he also took the rest of the fish and the meat and another challah. Staggering under the load of food, he returned to his guest room and to his table. Leib could barely hide his astonishment. He saw that his whole family would be left with almost no food for Shabbos. But again, he said nothing to upset the visitor. Patiently he waited until the visitor had finished eating and drinking all of their Shabbos food. Then Leib again asked him if he would like to come to Shul. No, I don't want to go to Shul. I'm tired. I want to go to bed, said the guest. Show me my room. Leib showed him into the guest bedroom. The visitor looked and said, I don't like this room. Which is your room? Let me see it. Maybe I'll like it better. You can have my room, said Leib, with pleasure. But I can assure you, the guest room is the best one I have in the house. When Leib had shown the stranger his own room, the stranger said, This will do. I'm going to bed. I'm exhausted. Without removing either his dirty clothes or his muddy boots, the tramp slumped into Leib's own clean bed and began to snore loudly. Leib left him and hurried off to Shul. The sun was already sinking behind the trees when Leib arrived. He put all other thoughts out of his mind and concentrated on his davening. When Leib returned home, there was almost nothing to eat. They decided to save the leftover food for the guest. Leib and his wife, however, let nothing upset the happy Shabbos spirit and managed as best they could 
with a bottle of wine, two small challahs, and a little bit of fish. On the following morning, Leib went to Shul again. He left the guest snoring in his bed. Returning from Shul after Shacharis, Leib found the guest eating everything that was left in the house. Finally, Shabbos was over. Leib made Havdolah and invited the guest to stay for a Malava Malka. Suddenly, the guest's face and expression changed. Reb Leib, he said, Agutavach, I was sent to put you to the test. There is no question but that you have passed the test with flying colors. Not once did you lose your temper, even though I gave you many opportunities to do so. You stood my rudeness without a word of protest. You were kind, you were generous throughout the entire ordeal that I brought upon you. You and your worthy wife and your children gave up everything for me, a complete stranger who showed you no appreciation whatsoever. I'm here to tell you that all of this came to you because you boasted once of your hospitality. The Bezdin Shalmaila decreed that you should be put to this test and this punishment. But because you stood the test so well, you have been spared a serious penalty. Nevertheless, the minimum penalty that the Bezdin decreed to oppose upon you in order to clear you of the stain of your boasting requires that you should be an exile from your home for one year. Nowhere must you stay more than one night. Where you spend the night, you must not spend the day. And where you spend the day, you may not spend the night. The only exception will be Shabbos and Yontiv. The stranger finished speaking and disappeared through the front door. Poor Leib made hurried preparations to go forth into the world and live the life of a homeless vagabond, Loyalenu. It can truly be said that no one can imagine the discomforts of such a life unless they have had to experience it. And may God Almighty spare all good people from such a fate. Slowly, the days and the weeks dragged on. Leib walked through towns and shtetlach and villages. Where he spent the day, he did not spend the night. And where he spent the night, he did not spend the day, except for Shabbos Kodesh and Yantif. Tired and weary, Leib reached a large community, one Erev Shabbos, and went to the base Medrash. There, he joined the minion and davened with his usual kavvona. After Shachris, the Shamish told him to go to the home of one of the local gravediggers to spend Shabbos there. 
When Labe arrived at the house, the gravedigger was out collecting the money for the graves he had dug in the previous weeks. His wife did not seem very pleased with the visitor. My husband is not home, she said. Wait outside. Could you make yourself helpful by chopping wood for Shabbos? Of course, replied Leib. I'll be glad to share in the mitzvah of Shabbos preparations. The woman brought him an axe, and Leib got on with the job. Not being used to handling an axe, Leib sent flying a large splinter of wood which broke one of the windows on the front of the home. The woman came running out, looked at the broken window, and began to shout at Leib for his clumsiness. Oy vey, she wailed. My husband will swallow me alive when he gets in. What will we do now? I'm very sorry, said Leib. Here, these two coins should take care of the damage to your window. The woman practically snatched the money from Leib's hand. While the woman was sweeping up the broken glass, a peasant came along with a big, fresh fish which he had just caught in the river. Five coins, he said to the woman. For five coins, I could buy a fish that talks, she said. Besides, two coins is all the money I have. Take it or leave it. The peasant accepted the money, handed her the fish, and went away looking pleased with himself. Leib was anxious to make up for his failure chopping wood, so he said to the woman, Fish is my specialty. Give me a knife and a pot, and I will prepare the fish and bake it over the wood. The woman brought him a large pot, a knife, some onions, and salt. Leib made a fire, washed and cleaned the fish at the well, and proudly chopped up the fish into the pot and put the pot on the fire to boil. But again, he was not in luck. Somehow he tipped over the pot, and the fish rolled all over the ground, in the ashes and in the sandy gravel. The woman shrieked at him, Get out of my sight before I do something to you. Leib walked into a nearby field and prepared himself to welcome the Shabbos as best he could. Meanwhile, the gravedigger returned home and learned from his wife that they had been sent a guest for Shabbos. Well, where is he? he asked. I saw him walk towards the field. He's been gone for some time, answered his wife. Having already prepared himself for Shabbos, the gravedigger followed Leib's path into the field. Soon he heard the sound of someone singing and finally he found his Shabbos guest Leib. What are you doing out here singing in the dark? Come in the house. I'm starving hungry. The sound of the gravedigger's angry voice startled Leib. He finished his tefillois hurriedly. Good Shabbos, he greeted the host. Well, a fine good Shabbos indeed, said the gravedigger. I can't believe they sent me a shlemiel like you for Shabbos. 
Leib felt terrible, but it was Shabbos already and he had nowhere else to go. He was glad he had brought his own bottle of wine for Kiddush, for the gravedigger did not offer him any. After they washed and sat down to the Shabbos Suda, the fish was served. Suddenly the gravedigger emitted a yell. What on earth did you do with this fish? There's a pebble in mine. It's his fault, shouted the wife, pointing at Leib. Not mine. Don't blame me. The rest of the meal was an ordeal for poor Leib, and he was glad when it was over. He benched and asked to be excused as he would like to go to sleep. We don't know who you are, said the gravedigger's wife. For all we know, you might steal something. You'll have to sleep outside in the barn. Despite the coldness of the night, Leib was turned out of the house to sleep in the barn with the animals. On Shabbos morning, Leib went to the base medrash early, but the gravedigger was there before him. Leib took his place behind the bima with the other poor travelers. Much to his surprise, he was called up for an aliyah, the first time since he had left his home on his year-long wanderings. The gravedigger did not wait for him to finish his tefillahs, so Leib walked alone to the gravedigger's house near the cemetery. The meal was already over. The gravedigger's wife grudgingly gave him some of the leftovers cold and untasty. Never before had poor Leib had such an unhappy Shabbos. After Havdalah, Leib prepared to leave. With a friendly smile on his face, the gravedigger said, Gutvach Reb Leib, and extended a hand. Leib was very surprised. His host said to him, Don't you recognize me? Then it dawned on him that the gravedigger was none other than the stranger whom he had entertained on that last Shabbos in his house, the one who ate all of the food. Your Aveda has been forgiven, Reb Leib, said the gravedigger. It hurt me to be so unfriendly to you and make you so unhappy this Shabbos, but it was all for your good. The humiliation and pain you suffered has made up for the remaining two months which are left in your exile. You may go home now to your wife and family and continue the good you have been doing before. Go in peace and may HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless you with Gesund, Parnasa, and Nachas. Leib was a happy man again. He returned home and continued to practice the mitzvah of Hachnosas Orchim, welcoming guests more generously than ever before. He did it all with great humility and never ever did he brag again. 